Hello, friends. This is your host of the Leader in Chief podcast, Jen Schultz. I am a wife, mom, sister, daughter, educator, health coach. I am a leader, and so are you coming at you on this cold day in Michigan. It is January 23rd, and not a ton of snow in West Michigan, but it is it is very cold. So I've been sitting on this idea that I want to chat with you about for, for quite some time now, and I haven't been able to capture the right words or feelings or emotions around it. And I I still don't know that I'm there, but we're going to give it a whirl in the spirit of learning and growing and reflecting. And we're just going to have a conversation. How many of you have heard of the term toxic positivity? Maybe you are an educator like myself and you've read about it in some articles around education. I just recently read an article from Healthline that spoke of this topic with everything going on with the pandemic, with COVID-19 and the challenges with just all of the heavy things that are happening in the world right now. And I read these articles about toxic positivity and what it is and how it's so not good for you and that we need to stop it. And every time it just something just didn't sit right with me. And maybe it's because I consider myself a positive person and I work really hard to um, maintain a positive outlook on life. And maybe that's why I'm not really sure, but I think I'm going to try to explain my thinking, see if you resonate with this and try to give us all some tips to embrace where we are in these days and times, and also the benefit of being positive, but also recognizing the challenges. So let's just back up a second. The definition of toxic positivity, if you've not heard that, is the assumption either by oneself or others that despite a person's emotional pain or difficult situation, that they should only have a positive mindset. This definition came from the Healthline article written by Simone Scully. She did a great job talking about some things and gave some good tips. But what she went on to say was it described toxic positivity as people who say things like look on the bright side or be grateful for what you have or it could be worse or positive vibes only. And I'm guilty of all of those things. I've I've said that. I've tried to look on the bright side. I've um, thought to myself, choose happiness, even though there are hard things, right? Like all of those things are true for me, which is why I want to push back on the term and the mentality of toxic positivity, because I need to clarify this. Being positive does not mean that you don't recognize, honor, or feel all the emotions. I'm going to say that again. Being positive or having a positive mindset does not mean that you do not recognize, honor, or feel all the emotions. I personally, and this is my very, very humble opinion, you can agree and I will 100% respect you on that, but I believe that you can be a positive person and feel angry, sad, anxious, depressed, frustrated, etc. I don't think it's a either or. I think you can be both. I believe you can have a positive mindset and still name the hard things in the spirit of honoring them but also by maintaining a healthy alignment. And here's why it matters. Negative thoughts have a direct impact on your physical and your mental health. Also, positive thoughts have a direct impact on your physical and mental health. 
Now, I'm not the type of person that thinks that everything is hearts and roses and rainbows and unicorns. I know that that's not true. And I know the only way for me personally to heal and to move forward and to stay healthy and aligned and with an overall positive attitude is to honor those negative feelings, to name those negative feelings, to live there, to feel it. The difference is, is we don't just live there forever. We don't unpack our bags and stay there. If we do, we have an increase of health risks. Negative mindset over an extended period of time, we, we know that it impacts us physically. Headaches, increased stress, higher blood pressure, your risk for heart disease, and all of those things come up. Research even shows that five minutes, something as short as five minutes of negative emotions like anger can actually impair your immune system. And I don't know about you, but now more than ever, I want to be healthy and strong and especially have a strong immune system. Now on the flip side, positivity or happiness, there also is some research-based benefits of being positive or happy. Mayo Clinic did some research. It increases your lifespan, lowers levels of depression. You have better cardiovascular health. We know that those feel-good endorphins get going, which helps you. So I choose to try to focus on the positive because it's just good for us. It's better for our mental health. It's better for our physical health. That does not mean that we ignore the hard That doesn't mean that we're blind to all of the challenges going on in the world. That doesn't mean that we sugarcoat everything and we don't deal with the hard issues. That's not what positivity means. So let's just clear clear that right now. If you are a person that is positive and you choose to find the good, I hope you're honoring the hard. I hope you're naming the hard. I hope you're still addressing the hard. That's not toxic positivity. If you're choosing to ignore that, if you're choosing to be blind to that, that has nothing to do with your positivity. That just has to do with the fact that for whatever reasons, we're not ready to deal with the hard, right? So if that's where you are, I really encourage you to get some support in that area. This was something I struggled with. I was always, I've always been positive, but I wasn't positive because I didn't want to focus on the negative. I just didn't want to deal with it. The negative was too hard for me. And so I just turned away, away from it. Now, knowing that I can live there, speaking to a therapist, reading some books on it, doing a ton of inner work in my inner heart to name that and to identify that I can still be positive and I can still name those negative emotions. I can still name the hard things. I can still identify that and work to that. So when life gets hard and it will, we know it's there. We all have stuff and we all carry it differently. And just because we carry it well, doesn't mean that it's heavy. One of my teachers said that to me, just because we carry it well, does not mean that it's heavy. And we do need to give ourselves permission to take a break and to set the heavy down or to recognize the challenges of that. We need to give ourselves permission to honor and to name and to feel all of the emotions That's how we have an aligned body, mind, and soul. So feel that, recognize the hard, name it, stay there, resonate in it, reflect in it. Just don't unpack and live there. 
Again, being positive doesn't mean that you are out of touch to the negative things or the hard things or the challenges or that we're blind to it. We recognize it, we name it, and we focus on what we can do to be healthier, to be stronger, to live a better life together. Because living in those negative emotions we know is not good for our hearts, it's not good for our mind, it's not good for our soul. So how do we develop these healthy mindset? A positive mindset is a healthy mindset. How do we how do we do that? What are the action steps that we can do? So these are just a few tips that I've learned myself over the years of making lots of mistakes, um, lots of tears at night. I've had many nights where, you know, we've cried ourselves to sleep, lots of unanswered prayers and reflection and thought and learning and unlearning. And these are some of the things that I have learned so far that have helped me personally. If you have any others, I'd love, love, love to hear them. So shoot me a message at jenschultz.liveinspired at gmail.com or follow that on Instagram and share those things. I would love to hear that. But here, here's what I've learned. Embrace feeling forward. We put a ton of pressure on ourselves. I think particularly as women, if you're a mom or a female leader, let's just be real. It's different leading um, as a female. That's nothing against or um, directed towards anybody else. But women, we know that the challenges we face are different than what um, challenges that men face. And so sometimes as women, we put these pressures and expectations on ourselves and they might be realistic. They might not be realistic, but we often want to get it right and to do it right and to be perfect. Well, we have to let that go and embrace the opportunities of growth and learning of failing forward and being authentic and real about that, right? Like we will never learn. We will never be better unless we put ourselves out there. And that might mean the risk of maybe looking silly sometimes, but if we have that fail forward growth mindset, the power of yet mindset, we will be okay. The other thing I really want to encourage you to do and to say, and I've been doing this for a few years, it started with um, the workout, a workout program that I was doing. As many of you know, I do my workouts at home and I partner with a wellness company as a wellness coach. And one of the programs, um, Autumn Calabrese says this all the time, I can do hard things. And I remember taking it into my classroom way back when, when I taught Young Fives. And one of my students who happens to be the daughter of a dear, dear friend of mine, Kristen, her daughter, Piper, I remember we were in our Young Fives classroom and working on something, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was challenging. It was something that was challenging, and I was sitting next to her, and we were working through it together, and she said, it's okay, Mrs. Schultz. We can do hard things. I got this. So Piper was the epitome of recognizing what was hard, recognizing what was challenging, owning that, but also saying, we can do hard things. We, we got this. So I just want, when times get tough, remind yourself you can, do, you can do hard things. Second, surround yourself with others who have a similar mindset. Not to compare. So I know that there's been a lot out there about when you look on social media and falling into that compare trap and be like, oh, I could never do what they do. They're so smart. I could never do so-and-so. They've got this picture-perfect life. And I've heard people call Facebook fake book where people just share um, just the highlight reel of their life. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is just, again, just Jen's humble opinion. If those are the people that you're seeing on Facebook or social media, I'm going to encourage you to find other people to follow or connect with on social media. When I open my Facebook feed or my Instagram feed or any of those things, what I see because I've intentionally looked for that are real, authentic, 
people that don't have all of their, as I like to say, at poop in a group. Like we all have those challenges. We all have things. Right now, if you walked up to stairs into my bedroom, and if you are close friends with me, you're going to know exactly what I'm going to say. You're going to find a hot mess of laundry that needs to be folded. And I talk about that on my social media because one, I want people to know that life is not perfect. And two, I want to attract those people into my life too. People that love me for who I am and that are going to encourage me and that others know none of us have a perfect life. We don't. There are so many things. So if that's all you see, I encourage you to reach out to people and to find people that are authentic and true and real. Life is not perfect and we have to embrace the messy, beautiful parts of it. And for me, if you know me, you know it's you know it's laundry. You know that I always have laundry. It's typically clean, but it's never folded or put away. And today in particular, it's it's extra hot mess-ish. So I want you to encourage you to surround yourself with people who care, who are going to love you as you are, but also who are going to support you. The next tip that I've learned over the years, feed your body. And I'm not just talking about eating the right foods, although nutrition plays a huge, huge role in that. This is something that I personally struggle with. I love sweets. I know I need to eat better. I work with a wellness company. I have all the tools in my toolkit. I have all the support, but that's a me thing. I know that's a struggle for me. That's something that I'm still growing in. I need to be better. Um, And I own that, right? But I know I'm better than I was, you know, four years ago. And some days are better than others, but we'll get there. But I also want to talk to you about feeding your mind. The stuff you tell yourself, the, the things you consume matters. What you say to you, yourself, what other people say to you, the TV shows you watch, the podcasts you listen to, the radio stations you listen to, all of those things feed you. If you're filling your mind with garbage, if you're filling it with negativity and complaining and whining, you're going to feel like crap. So fill your mind with truth, with honesty, but also with ways that makes you feel good. Again, we can recognize that so many things are hard, but we don't need to sit there and complain and whine and moan about it. We can name it, we can honor it, we can feel it, and then we can find something that we can do to make it better. The next tip I've learned, and this is my total sanity saver, is to move. I have to have to exercise. On the days that I don't, I'm just grumpier. It's just a matter of fact. My mind is not right. I don't feel as good. I don't feel as strong. So I try as hard as I can to get at least 30 minutes of movement in every single day. Thankfully, again, I've got a library of fitness videos, all that I can just go down and put on my TV or my laptop or my iPad and get a range of workouts that I can do in my basement. That works for me because I have gym anxiety in a normal time, let alone in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, But that helps for me. So if you've got those tools, use them, get outside. If you can get outside and get some fresh air, I try every day to go outside and check on my students at recess. So as many of you know, I work as a principal in an elementary building and it just fills my bucket in so many ways. But one of the things I can do is one, go out to recess because the fresh air is good for you. And two, I know the perspective of elementary age children is going to just help me to feel better. So get outside. Um, The next tip, develop an attitude of gratitude. Listen, people, it just helps. 
waking up and identifying three things that you're grateful. It just puts your mind in a better space. Again, there will be challenges throughout your day. You will recognize and name those things, but we always, there's always something that you can be grateful for, even if it's something little, even if it's something little. And then on the other end, find a buddy that you can be open to. I call this event buddy. Sometimes we just need to vent. Sometimes we just need to openly word vomit and spew, right? And say that to somebody that we trust, that we know isn't going to judge us, um, that we can do it in a way not to continue the negative spiral or the cycle in our head, but to truly be able to get it out and then to let it go to bless and release it, to just like vent, to express your frustrations. Maybe that's writing it in a letter and then ripping up the letter and throwing it away. Maybe it's calling a friend and just saying, I need two minutes just to like vent and then I'm going to let it go, whatever that is. But we can't hold it all up inside of us. We need to be able to process that and talk about that. If it's something that is more deep or something that is more challenging that you need to work on, I really, really encourage you to seek out to a trained person that can support you. I cannot talk enough about the benefits of speaking to a counselor or a therapist that helps you to identify all of these things. You'll get strategies to deal with them in a way to help you to move forward in healthy alignment. I love being able to talk to my therapist. There are so many times that I had issues or challenges that I wasn't even fully aware of and being able to work through and process with them. Again, still having that positive mindset, right? But living in that, there are hard things and we can figure out these hard things together. You have to be able to talk about the hard things and to name them. And sometimes it's more than just a buddy that you can vent to and bless and release. Sometimes it's little and you can bless and release it. Sometimes it's more and you need to be able to tackle that and give yourself permission. The final thing that I want to just encourage us all to do that is going to help us with this is to listen more, talk less. So many times in this world, we all want to be heard. We all want to say how we feel. We want to prove our point. We want to defend ourselves. We want people to understand why we're doing what we're doing or why we believe the way that we believe. I'm not sure this has been more true than in 2020 and even moving into 2021. There are opinions, thoughts, big feelings everywhere. And people are vocalizing those big feelings in a lot of big ways. So I want to encourage us all to listen more, to talk less, to practice the pause. So when we hear those big feelings or um, others expressing their thoughts, practice the pause. Take a breath before responding. Maybe take five breaths before responding. Maybe the response is, I didn't know you felt that way. Or wow, those are big feelings. Thanks for sharing them with me, right? We don't always have to respond to defend ourselves. We don't always have to attend every argument we're invited to. We don't always have to try to convince or persuade the other person to feel the way that we do. And practicing the pause honoring, empathizing with others, respecting ourselves enough and our peace of mind to not get baited into this argumentative trap helps. Now, on the flip side, I talked about this. There are also some big things that happen 
And while sometimes we need to just be quiet and listen, there are other times that we do need to speak up and we need to say something. I was in a diversity um, professional development um, last week, and I sat there as I was learning so many new things and unlearning things and reflecting on times where I should have said something, whether it was something simple or not, times where somebody made a racial comment and I just kind of awkwardly smiled and I should have said, oh, that doesn't sound very kind, right? It doesn't have to be um, attacking or rude or belittling, but there's a time to be quiet and there's a time to speak up. And we don't always know that, but those are ways that we can help to maintain an aligned, positive mindset. Again, just because we have a positive mindset or positive vibes does not mean that it's toxic positivity, Personally, I think that we need to push back on the concept of toxic positivity and encourage us all to own all of the feelings, but also maintain a positive outlook on it. Recognize, name it, to work through the hard. And personally, I think having the courage and the guts to do that is positive. I think that's a step towards healing. I feel like that's a step in the right direction, that that's something that we all can do. And if, the, if somebody wants to call that toxic positivity, I guess that's, that's their own issue. But for me, naming it and moving forward feels a heck of a lot better than wallowing in all that's wrong and not doing anything about it, right? So if you are... In some hard times, I want to just give you some love. I want you to know, as always, I say this to my listeners, to my students every single day. I think it's an, a message we all need to hear more often. You are loved. You are appreciated. You matter. No matter what you're going through, I give you energy to embrace the hard, to name it, to feel it, to recognize it, to honor it. But also I want to wish the courage and the strength to embrace the hard, yeah, find what we can control and what we can do about it and to take the steps towards healing and working together to support each other through it all. So friends, as always, it was a pleasure. Thanks for letting me ramble on this topic. I'm sure a month from now, I'll look back and say, ooh, I learned something and maybe I don't feel that way anymore. I want to give us the permission to be open with where we are in our learning process, but also challenge ourselves to never stop learning and to never stop critically thinking. I thank the people who came out with this this term because it allowed me the opportunity to grow as a leader and as a, as a woman and as a mom. And I hope that some of this resonated with you. I hope you could take some of the tips to make your day a little brighter. And again, I'm going to repeat it again. You are appreciated. You are loved. You matter. Thanks so much for listening and have a fantastic week.